Welcome to Abstract Audio, the podcast presenting life as an abstract art form. The show that encourages you to perceive beyond the tangible, to extract the infinite from the finite, to see with the mind what you cannot physically see with the eyes. Oh, this? It's an emancipation. It's an exploration into areas usually overlooked. Explore with me on today's episode. Greetings to all the lovers and friends out there. It's about that time once again. Welcome back to Abstract Audio. I'm your host, Amber Janae. I'm here. You're here. I'm feeling good. Hopefully you are too. So let's get ready to press play on some out-of-the-box thinking and toss around some talking points that'll have your mind wandering and your imagination all amped up. Speaking of amped up, be sure to follow the Abstract Audio Show on the official AMP app to join in on this week's live conversation. It's much more interactive for you guys, the listeners, which I love. We'll also be playing a lot of good music over there, having a good old time. So y'all be sure to check that out. I set it up with you guys in mind after all. Mainly because it just seems like a lot of you guys could benefit from a live forum. You know, coming off our last episode on boundaries, I noticed a lot of you guys, myself included, had a very strong opinion. And y'all were not afraid to voice them either. (laughs) I was getting all kind of DMs and messages about this last one. And what surprised me most was that many happen to be surrounding boundaries within romantic relationships specifically. Which, I mean, makes complete sense. Like, I understand why you guys may have trouble implementing the true nature of healthy boundaries once we shattered those preconceived notions of what they really are and how they are really meant to work. Which is why I wanted to take the opportunity this episode to delve deeper into the topic of love. But not just any love, y'all. I'm talking unconditional love. Similar to boundaries, the idea of loving unconditionally is often misused and ultimately misunderstood. Like everybody claims to want it, right? But do we truly know what to do with it once we get it? I mean, do we even deserve it? Is it even truly possible Or is it merely a romanticized notion that carries hidden dangers like everything else in life? So, whether it be in regards to yourself or someone else, let's take an abstract look, shall we? The concept of unconditional love is an interesting one, no doubt. And I can't help but draw the connection from last episode on boundaries, because it's also something that's so often thrown back in your face when it's time to draw boundaries, right? It's as if no matter what your partner does or no matter what their motivations, you're just supposed to be there for them. And if you don't, your love is deemed sometimey or conditional or not real. (laughs) It's funny, though, because the topic also came up in the last season of this show I used to watch. Uh, You may have heard of it. It's called Ozark, right, of all places. Uh, If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix and you're definitely missing out. And no spoilers, but if you've seen it, you know we the viewers are witnessing real time this kind of bizarre relationship between main characters Wendy and Marty, and you're left wondering why Marty puts up with everything. Even Wendy got to a point where she herself is wondering why he sticks around. 
eventually Marty sort of draws a line at saying his love for her is unconditional. But it took me a while to understand that. Maybe a long time ago, before life chewed my ass up and spit me out, I would have described the kind of love I wanted to find in my life as being unconditional. But honestly, I don't think that's accurate for most of us, and it's probably not even healthy. But Marty's version is what keeps a lot of relationships going. I asked myself then, is Marty really happy loving this way? More likely, he just can't see his life going any other way at that point. I mean, it is what he is now. It's what he does. I get that. But that it is what it is mentality can be dangerous, though. It's just one of those all or nothing deals, you know, the the take it or leave it. And, you know, we just talked transactions a couple episodes back, give and take. So we know most people tend to just take what they're given or offered. To me, that's one of the biggest flaws with this mentality of love being unconditional. It perpetuates the idea that no matter what you do to me, I'm going to take it or accept it because I love you. And that's pretty messed up, right? I know you're probably like, duh, Amber, the whole thing's messy. And you're right, man. People are messy. Love is messy. But as a person who's previously given their all in situations that don't serve them, I can tell you firsthand that doing anything without restrictions or limitations is essentially a recipe for disaster. Ever heard of too much of a good thing? It's like we're kids in a candy store. Love feels great, just like candy tastes great. But there needs to be limits or you'll end up sick. It's true. Unconditional love, often portrayed as the purest form of affection and devotion in our society, has its pitfalls and dangers when applied inappropriately, just like anything else. To understand this, if you didn't really like the candy metaphor, (laughs) let's relate it to the world of art, where creativity and emotion often run just as deep. So imagine you're an artist, right? And you're pouring your heart and soul into your work. You're deeply passionate about your craft, and you've encountered someone who claims to love your art unconditionally. They say they'll support you no matter what you create, even if it's subpar or uninspired. Sure, it may feel great at first, but in this case, the fan's unconditional love of your art may end up stifling your artistic growth and development. When artists receive that kind of unwavering praise and support, they can become complacent, you know, not pushing themselves to explore new techniques or even take creative risks. There's some actual science behind that. In psychology, it's called the praise paradox. Basically, it's the dilemma of how to provide praise that motivates without leading to complacency or a fixed mindset. Feel free to look it up if you have a minute. But it also reinforces the idea that Say, if someone loves your art unconditionally, they might not provide any constructive criticism or honest feedback when necessary. This can hinder an artist's ability to refine their skills and possibly reach their full potential. Or oppositely, the expectation of unconditional love in art, in this case, can set an unattainable standard. Artists may feel pressure to constantly produce exceptional work often fearing disappointment or withdrawal of support if they fall short. 
Artists may even struggle to express their true selves in their work if they feel they must cater to the expectations of those who claim to love them unconditionally. This can result in inauthentic art that lacks depth and genuine emotion. In some cases, individuals who claim to love an artist's work unconditionally might even have ulterior motives, such as financial gain or control over the artist's output. This can lead to manipulation and exploitation, like we discussed in the reciprocity episode. So just as unconditional love in art can have its dangers, the same applies to relationships in our lives. Did you catch the correlation? While the concept of loving someone without conditions may seem noble, it's essential to recognize that healthy relationships often involve a balance of constructive feedback and honesty rather than just blind or unwavering support. Now, the only exceptions to this that I've encountered fall under either the category of familial love or self-love. Now, I'm a parent to a seven-year-old boy, and I can honestly say he could kill somebody and I'd still love him just the same. No conditions, no exceptions, no strings, ever. But why is that? I tend to think of it like this. When it comes to kids, they didn't ask to be here. We put them here. I think that responsibility makes love unconditional. Think about it. In this life, you're only truly responsible for yourself and the people you bring into this world. Love is powerful. And to quote Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. The only people you're stuck with forever, whether you like it or not, is yourself and your family. But in my opinion, though it may be an unpopular one, it doesn't always have to be reciprocated. Like the child, for instance, has no obligation to love the parent unconditionally. There's no responsibility that way. That's a truth a lot of people have a hard time accepting. But in fact, I know many people my age, for instance, that had to separate themselves from toxic parental figures. Not placing the blame on anyone, but at the end of the day, if people don't or can't treat you with respect or act respectfully, whether there's blood there or not, Love can only take you so far. Love can only take a relationship so far, as it should. Everyone and everything should have its limits. I want you to imagine love as a garden. <laughs> I know I'm on a roll with the metaphors today. <laughs> but in the realm of family, this garden has been meticulously nurtured and cultivated over generations. It's a garden where the roots run deep, and the soil is rich with history, shared experiences, and close bonds. However, when we venture beyond the family garden, we enter unfamiliar territory, right? I mean, the soil is different, the climate is unpredictable, and the seeds we sow aren't genetically linked to us. This is where the true challenge of attaining unconditional love outside of family becomes apparent. In this family garden, unconditional love is like a perennial plant that has the ability to withstand all seasons. Its roots are intertwined, making it resilient even when storms rage. But outside of that garden, love often resembles fragile annuals that require specific conditions to thrive. They need the right amount of sunlight, water, care to blossom. The inherent nature of unconditional love demands vulnerability, trust, and deep emotional bonds 
which take time to develop if they ever do. It's like trying to plant a new perennial in unfamiliar soil. It might take years or a lifetime before it becomes as sturdy as those in the family garden, if it ever happens at all. Self-love is unique in the same sense, that it can be truly unconditional, and for some, it's hard as hell to achieve. It's tough because it involves accepting and caring for ourselves despite our imperfections. Taking the time to pour into, or in sticking with the metaphor here, water ourselves. But balancing that self-love with love for others involves extending the same kindness and understanding to ourselves that we may readily offer to others. That kind of self-compassion is the foundation for better well-being and for a better life. That's what they mean when they say love will save the world. It helps us nurture our own mental and emotional health, enabling us to give more authentically and genuinely to others. Which is all fine and dandy. But one thing I always found issue with is you know how everyone's always saying, oh, you have to love yourself before anybody else can and vice versa. Like part of that resonates with me, but another part of me feels like it's an oversimplification of sorts. Just because often it seems people who don't love themselves honestly tend to love others even harder because there's that gap to fill, you know? It makes more sense to me that they put more emphasis on finding and keeping love outside because they lack it inside. But hey, that's just my take. Blim the Gemini in me for straddling the fence here. So while we can strive for unconditional love outside of family and self, we must acknowledge that it's like cultivating a brand new garden. It requires patience, understanding, and the willingness to weather the uncertainties of the external world. So do I think it's real? Yes. Attainable? Sure. Do I think it should be the standard? Not at all. Simply not everyone is deserving of it outside of those familial or personal confines. I mean, everyone has parents they should ideally gather it from, and every person should love themselves. But no matter how you choose to view it, love is something to be valued. If someone knows that it'll always be there no matter what they do, it'll lose its value. I'm certainly no expert or love doctor here. But my advice, if you guys are uncomfortable setting boundaries in your relationships, is to separate the actual love from the social contracts they exist in. Know that there doesn't necessarily always have to be conditions on the actual love. It doesn't go away that easily, right? But if nothing else, ensure the social contracts that the love exists in does have conditions and that people do not get to break those conditions just because you love them. Fair enough? Well, guys, that's all I have for today. Thanks so much for joining me on our journey into the danger and impossibility of unconditional love. It's been an eye-opening exploration of one of the most complex and profound human emotions there is. I'll try to get a guest spot booked for next week, but until then, be sure to follow us on our website, theabstractaudioshow.com, Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and on AMP at The Abstract Audio Show as well to stay up to date and informed. And until next time, always appreciate the abstract in your life. <laughs>